While the frog and his friends went off to question some kids, another old friend of yours was sitting in his tub, taking a bath. Christmas Eve, and I still don't have an idea for Ernie's present. It's got to be something really special. What? What? What is... Oh, Ernie's rubber ducky. Hey, wait! That gives me a neato idea. Uh, I'll get Ernie a soap dish to put his rubber ducky in. What a nifty idea. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the next room... Ooh, I'm home, Bert. Oh, Bert? Hey, what's this? Why, oh, it's a paperclip. Why, oh, I bet this is from Bert's paperclip collection. Of course, this is Bert's 1957 Acme. Why, oh, he'd feel just awful if he lost this. Hey, now I know what I'll get Bert for Christmas. I'll get him a cigar box to keep his paperclip collection in. That's what I'll get him. Then they'll never get lost again.
Do you like American music? I like American music. Don't you like American music, baby?
last time I played Father Christmas I stood outside a department store A gang of kids came over and bugged me And knocked my reindeer to the floor We said, Father Christmas, give us some money Don't mess around with those silly toys We'll beat you up if you don't hand it over We want your bread, so don't make us annoyed Give all the toys to the little On a jigsaw or monopoly money We only want the real McCoy Father Christmas, give us some money We'll beat you up if you make us annoyed Father Christmas, give us some money Don't mess around with those silly toys But give my daddy a job cause he needs work He's got lots of mouths to feed
shopping and uh there that is a fine looking empty cigar box up there oh really well thank you uh well mr hooper i i don't have any money but uh suppose i gave you rubber ducky here for that cigar box would you trade ernie your rubber ducky are you sure well i i just gotta have that cigar box mr hooper well, uh, well, it's not very important to you. Here you are. Oh, well, well thank you, Mr. Hooper. And, well, here's, <clears throat> here's Rubber Ducky. Go goodbye, Mr. Hooper, and goodbye, Rubber Ducky. Goodbye, Ernie. Uh, Mr. Hooper. Oh, hello. Oh, 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 Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, Mr. Hooper. Yes. I am prepared to offer you the deal of a lifetime. Ready? Yes, I am. Ta-da! Huh? Huh? This is the finest paperclip collection in the Western world. Isn't that a beauty? Now, now look, 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 look. See there? There is my, my jumbo gem right in the middle. Isn't that a beauty? And, and over there, right, right by your hand there, that is a chrome-plated one I got at a paperclip manufacturer's convention. It's uh, very impressive. Oh, it's wonderful. And they're all so, so individual. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I am prepared to trade you this terrific paperclip collection for just one small soap dish. Uh, color pink, yeah. Huh? What do you say, Mr. Hooper? Do we have a deal? Well... Huh? I must say, you uh, talked me into it. Ah, oh, terrific. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Thank you, Mr. Hooper. Mr. Hooper, do you think that maybe I could come and visit my paper cook? Never mind. My baby, she told me she don't wanna hold me and kiss my lips anymore. She's gonna leave me and she don't believe me that I'll be true now. Well, maybe she don't love me, she's not thinking of me. But why'd she do it this time of year? She knows that I'll miss her, that I wanna kiss her. It just
I can hang from the tree I need no excuse to end my misery This holiday season is all the more reason to die One green and one red And I walk alone Where they bury the dead The snow falls as I grieve It's a gothic death rock Christmas Eve The bottle is empty The sleigh has a flat The stripper in my bed Is ugly and fat Sing 
Around the corner, two very best friends were in their pajamas getting ready for bed. Well, time for bed, Ernie. Yep, it is a uh, bitty by time, Bert. Yeah, sure is. Oh, oh. Bert, I can't stand it any longer. Let's open these presents tonight. Yeah, yeah, oh, good. yeah. Here you are, Bert. That oh, one is for you. Ernie, thanks. This one right here is for you. Oh, great, yeah. Bert. Hey, but you open yours up first, would you? Can I? Please. Oh, thanks a lot. Mm -hmm. Oh, Ernie, what a great, superb packing job. Mm -hmm. You just cut the ribbon corners so neatly. Now, if I can just slide my finger underneath the paper and get the tape. No, how about a scissor? Well, maybe if I just oh, Bert, take just the open ends... it up, would you? Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, there. Oh, Ernie, a cigar box. Yeah. Oh, hunky-dory. I got it especially for your paperclip collection, Bert. What? Well, I got the cigar box so you could keep your paperclips in it. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, well. Oh, come uh, on, Bert. Put your paperclips in there so I can see how they look. I just can't wait to see. Uh, gee, Ernie, um... Hey, wait, how, how about your present? You didn't open your present yet. Oh, okay, yeah, Bert. Yeah, come on, open it up. Alrighty. Come on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, I can't wait. Yeah. Let's see. Figure out how to get in here. Yeah. I wrapped it good, huh? You certainly did, Bert. <laughs> oh, that's... Why, it's a, uh... Oh, that's a soap dish, huh? That's right, yep, a soap dish. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful, Bert. Yeah, 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 I got it for Rubber Ducky. What? Yeah, yeah, so he won't keep falling into the tub and sinking, you know. Hey, let's see how he looks in it. Go get Rubber Ducky. Yeah. Uh, uh, come in. Merry oh. Christmas! Ah. Merry Christmas, Merry Mr. Christmas, Mr. Hooper! Merry Christmas, Mr. Hooper! Yeah, I just came by to drop off some Christmas presents. Oh, wow. Oh, this wow. is for you, Bert. Oh, thank you, Mr. Hooper. And this is for you, Ernie. Oh, gee, thanks oh, a lot, Mr. Wow, Hooper. Oh, how nice. Hey, what did you get, Bert? Well, I don't know. I'll open it up. Open up uh, yours first. Let's see. Should I untie the ribbon or get a scissor and then take it from the outside Bert! here? Bert! Yes. Just yes. open it okay, up. Okay, yes, 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 yes. Uh, oh, my paper clips. Oh, Mr. Hooper, yes. thank you. You're welcome. Oh, but, wow. But, Bert, how did Mr. Hooper get your paperclip collection? Never huh? mind, Ernie. Just open your present. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh. let's, see what, let's okay. see what you have. Let's see, let's see. Um, let's see here. What is it? What is it? Huh? Uh, oh, it's not... <laughs> it's Rubber Ducky. Oh, hi, Rubber Ducky. Ernie? Well, how did Mr. Hooper get Rubber Ducky? Oh, that, that, it's sort of a long story, Bert, but thanks a lot, Mr. Hooper. You're welcome. Hey, Ernie. Yep? Ernie, we didn't get Mr. Hooper anything. Oh, you're right, Bert. Huh. You're wrong, boys. I got the best Christmas present ever. What, what do you mean? You know, yeah, what do you mean? Uh, I got to see uh, that everyone got exactly what they wanted for Christmas. Huh? Oh, Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas, Merry Mr. Christmas, Hooper. Merry Christmas, Mr. Hooper. Oh, gee. Merry Christmas, Ernie. Merry Christmas to you too, Bert. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. 
Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. From now on, our troubles will be miles away. Here we are as in olden days, happy golden days of your Dear to us, gather near to us once more. Through the years we all will be together, if the fates allow. Hang a shining star upon the Yourself a merry little Christmas now. <laughs> Thank you.
I really can't but stay. But baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go but away. But baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been, been hoping that you so very in. nice. I'll hold your hands. They're just like My ice. mother will start to Beautiful, what's your hurry? And father will be pacing the floor. Listen to the fireplace So roll. really I'd better scurry. Beautiful, please don't well, hurry. maybe just a half a drink Put more. Put some records on while I The neighbors pour. might think. Maybe it's bad out there. Say, what's in this no drink? No cabs to be had out there. I wish I knew your how eyes are like starlight to now. break the spell. I'll take your hat. <gasps> your hair looks swell. I ought to say no, no, Mind no, if sir. I'm moving At closer. least I'm going to say that I tried. What's the sense of hurting my pride? I really can't stay. Baby, don't hold out. Baby, oh, but it's cold outside. I simply must but go. baby, it's cold outside. The answer but is no. baby, it's cold outside. This welcome has How been lucky that you dropped so in. nice and warm. Look out the window at that store. My sister will be suspicious. Gosh, your lips look delicious. My brother will be there at the Waves door. Waves upon a tropical shore. My maiden aunt's mind is Ooh, vicious. Never such a blizzard before. I've got to get home. But baby, you freeze out there. Say, uh, lend me a coat. It's up to your knees out there. You've really been great. I thrill when you touch my hand. But don't you see? How can you do this thing to me? There's bound to be talk tomorrow. Think of my lifelong sorrow. At least there will be plenty in if you caught pneumonia and I died, really can't get stay. over that old doubt. Ooh, ah, but it's cold outside. I have no money in my coffer. Gold or silver do I bring Nor have I precious jewels to offer To celebrate the newborn king Yet do not spurn my gift completely Oh ye three wise men, please demur Behold a plant that smokes more sweetly Than either frankincense or myrrh And like the child born in this manger This herb is mild yet it is strong And it brings peace to friend and stranger Goodwill to men lies in this fall And now my wonder weed is flaring Are you high? 
Lit like that special star above Can it be Pass it around in endless sharing On Christmas Day And let not mankind bogart love You took my tree And the wise men started talking And yea, the bud was kind It was salvation they were smoking And his forgiveness blew their mind And still that wonder weed is flaring Are you high? Lit like that star was once above You're so high Pass it around in endless sharing Dude, man, dude And let not mankind bogart love You're really high I'm gonna tell your savior And let not mankind bogart love Christmas Day and Daddy the car wiper hit the street junk sick and broke after 72 hours in a precinct cell. It was a clear bright day but there was no warmth in the sun. Daddy shivered with an inner cold. He turned up the collar of his worn greasy black overcoat. This beat Danny wouldn't pawn for a deuce, he thought. It was in the West 90s. A long block of brownstone rooming houses. Here and there, a holly wreath in a clean black window. Danny's senses registered everything sharp and clear with the painful intensity of junk sickness. The light hurt his dilated eyes. He walked past a car, darting his pale blue eyes sideways in quick appraisal. There was a package on the seat, and one of the ventilator windows was unlocked. Danny walked on ten feet, no one in sight. He snapped his fingers and went through a pantomime of remembering something and wheeled around. No one. Bad setup, he decided. The street being empty like this, I stand out conspicuous. Gotta make it fast. Reached for the ventilator window. A door opened behind him. Daddy whipped out a rag and began polishing the car windows. He could feel the man standing behind him. What are you doing? Danny turned as if surprised. Oh, just thought your car windows needed polishing, mister. The man had a frog face and a deep south accent. He was wearing a camel's hair overcoat. My car don't need polishing, nothing stole out of it, neither. Danny slid sideways the man grabbed for him. I wasn't looking to steal nothing, mister. I'm from the south, too, Florida. Goddamn sneaking thief. Danny walked away fast and turned the corner. Better get out of the neighborhood. That hick is likely to call the law. He walked 15 blocks, sweat running down his body. There was a raw ache in his lungs. His lips drew back off his yellow teeth in a snarl of desperation. I got a score somehow, if I had some decent clothes. Daddy saw a suitcase standing in a doorway. Good letter. He stopped and pretended to look for a cigarette. 
Funny, he thought. No one around. Inside, maybe, phoning for a cab. The corner was only a few houses away. Danny took a deep breath and picked up the suitcase. He made the corner, another block, another corner. The case was heavy. I got a score all right, he thought. Maybe enough for a sixteenth in a room. Danny shivered and twitched, feeling a warm room and heroin emptying into his veins. Let's have a quick look. He stepped into Morningside Park. No one around. Jesus, I never saw the town this empty. He opened the suitcase. Two long packages and brown wrapping paper. He took one out. It felt like meat. He tore the package open at one end, revealing a woman's naked foot. The toenails were painted with purple-red polish. Dropped the leg with a sneer of disgust. Holy Jesus, he claimed. The routines people put down these days. Legs! Well, I got a case anyway. He dumped the other leg out. No blood stains. He snapped the case shut and walked away. Legs, he muttered. He found the buyer sitting at a table in Harrow's cafeteria. Thought you might be taking the day off, Danny said, putting the case down. The buyer shook his head sadly. I got nobody, so what's Christmas to me? His eyes traveled over the case, poking, testing, looking for flaws. What was in it? Nothing. What's the matter? I don't pay enough. I tell you, there wasn't nothing in it. Okay, so somebody travels with an empty suitcase. Okay, he held up three fingers. For Christ's sake, Skimpy, give me a nickel. You got somebody else, why don't he give you a nickel? It's like I say the case was empty. Gimpy kicked at the case disparagingly. It's all nicked up and kind of dirty looking. He sniffed suspiciously. How come it stink like that? Mexican leather? So, am I in the leather business? Gimpy shrugged. Could be. He pulled out a roll of bills and peeled off three ones, dropping them on the table behind the napkin dispenser. You want? Okay, Danny picked up the money. You see George the Greek, he asked. Where are you, Banny got busted two days ago. Oh, that's bad. Danny walked out. Now where can I score, he thought. George the Greek had lasted so long, Danny thought of him as permanent. It was good age, too, and no short counts. Daddy went up to 103rd and Broadway. Nobody in Harrow, nobody in the automat. Yeah, he snarled, all the pushers off on the nod someplace. What they care about anybody else? As long as they get it in the vein. What they care about a sick junkie? Wiped his nose with one finger, looking around furtively. There was no one he knew in the 23rd Street Thompsons. Jeez, he thought, where is everybody? He clutched his coat collar together with one hand, looking up and down the street. There's Joey from Brooklyn. I'd know that hat anywhere. Joey, hey, Joey. Joey was walking away with his back to Danny. He turned around. His face was sunken, skull-like. 
The gray eyes glittered under a greasy gray felt hat. Joey was sniffing at regular intervals. His eyes were watering. No use asking him, Danny thought. They looked at each other with a hatred of disappointment. Guess you heard about George the Greek, Danny said. Yeah, I heard. You been up to 103rd? Yeah, I just came from there. Nobody around. Nobody around any place, Joey said. I can't even score for goop balls. Well, Merry Christmas, Joey. See ya. Yeah, see ya. Danny was walking fast. He had remembered a croaker on 18th Street. Of course, the croaker had told him not to come back. Still, it was worth trying. The brownstone house with a card in the window. P.H. Zuniga, M.D. Danny rang the bell. He heard slow steps. The door opened and the doctor looked at Danny with bloodshot brown eyes. He said nothing. He just leaned there looking at Danny. Goddamn alcoholic, Danny thought. He smiled. Merry Christmas, doctor. The doctor did not reply. You remember me, doctor. Danny tried to edge past the doctor into the house. I'm sorry to trouble you on Christmas Day, but I've suffered another attack. Attack? Yes, facial neuralgia. Danny twisted one side of his face into a horrible grimace. The doctor recoiled slightly and Danny pushed into the dark hallway. Better shut the door, you'll be catching cold, he said jovially, shoving the door shut. The doctor looked at him, his face focusing visibly. I can't give you a prescription, he said. But doctor, this is a legitimate condition, an emergency, you understand. No prescription impossible, it's against the law. You took an oath, doctor, I'm in agony. Daddy's voice shot up to a hysterical grating whine. The doctor winced and passed a hand over his forehead. Let me think, I can give you one quarter grain tablet. That's all I have in the house. But doctor, a quarter G. The doctor stopped him. If your condition is legitimate, you will not need more. If it isn't, I don't want anything to do with you. Wait right here. The doctor weaved down the hall, leaving a wake of alcoholic breath. He came back and dropped a tablet into Danny's hand. Danny wrapped the tablet in a piece of paper and tucked it away. There is no charge. The doctor put his hand on the doorknob. And now, my dear, but doctor, can't you inject the medication? No, you will obtain longer relief than using orally. Please not to return. The doctor opened the door. Well, this will take the edge off, and I still have money to put down on a room, Danny thought. Danny put down $2 on a $6 a week room in the West 40s, where he knew the landlord. He bolted the door and put his spoon, needle, and dropper on a table by the bed. He dropped the tablet in the spoon and covered it dropper full of water. He held a match under the spoon until the tablet dissolved. He tore a strip of paper, wet it, and wrapped it around the end of the dropper, fitting the needle over the wet paper to make an airtight connection. He dropped the piece of lint from his pocket into the spoon and sucked the liquid into the dropper through the needle, holding the needle in the lint 
to take up the last drop. Danny's hands trembled with excitement and his breath was quick. With a shot in front of him, his defenses gave way and junk sickness flooded his body. His legs began to twitch and ache. Cramps stirred in his stomach. Tears ran down his face from his smarting, burning eyes. He wrapped a handkerchief around his right arm, holding the end in his teeth. He tucked the handkerchief in and began rubbing his arm to bring out a vein. Guess I can hit that one, he thought, running one finger along a vein. Picked up the dropper in his left hand. Danny heard a groan from the next drum. He frowned with annoyance. Another groan. He could not help listening. He walked across the room, the dropper in his hand, and climbed his ear to the wall. The groans were coming at regular intervals. A horrible, inhuman sound pushed out from the stomach. Danny listened for a full minute. He returned to the bed and sat down. Why don't someone call a doctor, he thought indignantly. It's a bring down. He straightened his arm and poised the needle. He tilted his head, listening again. Oh, for Christ's sake. He tore off the handkerchief and placed the dropper in a water glass, which he hid behind the wastebasket. He stepped into the hall and knocked on the door of the next room. There was no answer. The groans continued. Danny tried the door. It was open. The shade was up and the room was full of light. He had expected an old person somehow, but the man on the bed was very young, 18 or 20, fully clothed and doubled up with his hands clasped across his stomach. What's wrong, kid? Danny asked. The boy looked at him, his eyes blank with pain. Finally, he got out one word, kidneys. Kidney stones, Danny smiled. I don't mean it's funny, kid, it's just... I faked it so many times, never saw the real thing before. I'll call an ambulance. The boy bit his lip. Won't come. Doctors won't come. The boy hid his face in the pillow. Danny nodded. They figure it's just another junkie throwing a windang for a shot. But your case is legit. Maybe if I went to the hospital and explained things, uh, no, I guess that wouldn't be so good. Danny trailed off. Suddenly he put out his thin, dirty hand and touched the boy's shoulder. I'm sorry, kid, you wait, I'll fix you up. He went back to his room and got the dropper and returned to the boy's room. Roll up your sleeve, kid. The boy fumbled his coat sleeve with a weak can. That's okay, I'll get it. Danny undid the shirt button at the wrist and pushed the shirt and coat up, barring a thin brown forearm. Danny hesitated, looking at the dropper. Sweat ran down his nose. The boy was looking up at him. Danny shoved the needle in the boy's forearm and watched the liquid drain into the flesh. He straightened up. The boy's face began to relax. He sat up and smiled. Say, that stuff really works, he said. You a doctor, mister? No, kid. The boy lay down, stretching. I feel real sleepy, didn't sleep all last night. His eyes were closing. Danny walked across the room and pulled the shade down. He went back to his room and closed the door without locking it. He sat on the bed, looking at the empty dropper. 
It was getting dark outside. Danny's body ached for junk, but it was a dull ache now, dull and hopeless. Suddenly a warm flood pulsed through his veins and broke in his head like a thousand golden speedballs. For Christ's sake, Danny thought, I must have scored for the immaculate fix. The vegetable serenity of junk settled in his tissues. His face went slack and peaceful and his head fell forward. Danny the car wiper was on the knob.